This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. So Liverpool's reign as champions of England not underway in the way they would have hoped a 4-0 away defeat to Manchester City. This is the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark as we get reaction to what was just the Reds' second Premier League defeat of the season. Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden and an own goal from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain doing the damage for Liverpool. And coming up we'll hear from a number of our regular contributors and Jurgen Klopp's press conference from the Etihad. But first let's cross to the Echo's chief LFC writer Ian Doyle. Well Liverpool have played their first game as the new Premier League champions and it didn't go quite according to plan. <clears throat> they were beaten 4-0 by outgoing champions Manchester City and to be perfectly honest they were slightly fortunate that it was actually only four. I mean Manchester City obviously had a point to prove Jurgen Klopp said afterwards you know Pep Guardiola didn't need much motivation to get his players up for this particular game. For Liverpool, slightly different to the fact that obviously they've already sealed the title. And to be fair, both managers said Liverpool's performance, and Klopp said it himself, it had nothing to do with any of the celebrations that happened last week. They were a number of days ago now when they gave uh, Liverpool's players a couple of days off to, to celebrate winning the title. That had no impact on this particular game. The, the bottom line is that Liverpool were, were well beaten. It could, have been, it could have been by more than the four goals that Manchester City did manage. Again, to be fair, Liverpool actually started the game quite well. Mohamed Salah hit the post uh, early on. But from the minute that Joe Gomez was uh, outfoxed by Raheem Sterling in the area to concede a penalty after 25 minutes, the writing was on the wall. I mean, 10 minutes later, Sterling got his goal. He, uh, again... Gomez was not, having been perhaps too close to uh, Sterling for the penalty incident, he was too far away when uh, Sterling was fed by Phil Foden's pass to make it 2-0. And then on the stroke of half-time, Phil Foden got his goal after a great pass from Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, De Bruyne was excellent all the way through. He was Manchester City's best player. But that again was a, a defensive mistake. Andy Robinson broke, Robertson broke out of the line. And basically made it too easy for Manchester City. Uh, by the time Alex Oxley chamberlain was very unfortunate to uh, put into his own goal while trying to prevent Raheem Sterling scoring a second goal, uh, about 65 minutes midway through the second half, Liverpool were were well beaten, and uh, Manchester City even had a goal disallowed in the uh, in the closing moments for uh, a handball. But Liverpool, there were too many performances for, in my view, that were below par. You look at Roberto Firmino didn't really do a lot up front. Mohamed Salah did quite well in the sense of he's always taken the fight to uh, to Manchester City. He's one of the very few who did. But even Sadio Mane, who's been excellent this season, he had uh, his game was kind of summed up in the second half when. He had a chance just to tap the ball into the net for what would have been a consolation goal for Liverpool, but he almost forgot have, forgot to shoot and uh, the, the chance was lost and that was kind of how it went for Liverpool. I mentioned Joe Gomez; he got substituted at half time. He'd been you know uh, he'd been booked for the foul on Raheem Sterling for the penalty, and Jurgen Klopp had said I've been asked afterwards about why he substituted him. He said it's because he was booked and he couldn't afford to lose another centre back with Joel Matip injured and Dejan Lovren also uh, seemingly injured. He wasn't on the bench this evening. If there was any positive for Liverpool, it was possibly the performance of uh, three or four other people who did come off the bench. Oxley Chambers, as I mentioned, he was unlucky with that goal, but he added a little bit of bit more fight and a bit more energy to, to Liverpool's efforts. So too did uh, Naby Keita when he came on. He provided one or two good forward passes. And again, Nico Williams, he once again, he's come off the bench and he replaced Trent Alexander-Arnold, who, you know, like quite a few other people, players for Liverpool, they were, he was below par. It wasn't, it wasn't just him. It was, let's say, Joe Gomez was one. 
on. Robertson was another, but Williams came on. And he looks as though he, he could get a few more chances before the end of the season. It will be interesting to see what Jurgen Klopp does now with the remainder of the games. Liverpool obviously have won the league. They can still beat Manchester City's record for 100 points. They've still got 18 points to play for and the 14 points off that. So it's still very much within their grasp. But I would imagine that having played a full-strength team tonight, Jurgen Klopp will perhaps look to use... You know, a couple of fringe players, you know, the ones that we mentioned, there's also Minamino came on. There, there are some options that he can use. I would imagine that he looked to do that over these remaining six games. But they've only got, you know, another two, was it two, three days before the playing, playing Aston Villa at Anfield on Sunday. And I would imagine while Jurgen Klopp didn't speak so much about thinking there should be a reaction, because he quite rightly pointed out that Liverpool did have chances in this game, but they just didn't take them, and it was the timing of them as well. They had, they had an early chance as well when Mohamed Salah drew a save from uh, Edison, the Manchester City goalkeeper. And had that gone in, would have been a completely different game, but you know that's how these things happen. Liverpool have had many games this season where they've perhaps not created as many good chances as they have this evening, and won so... You know, Manchester City, they're not exactly a poor team, are they? Uh, I think they showed that perhaps they're not, in terms of quality, they're not 20 points as they are now, worse off than Liverpool. But it's the consistency that's won Liverpool the title. And I think for that, this was only the second league defeat of the season, only the third league defeat of the past two seasons. I think they can be forgiven something of an off night. Uh, but more worrying for Jurgen Klopp will be there's a, there's a statistic that Liverpool haven't scored now in the last five away games. And the last time that happened was back in 1992, so not even in the Premier League era has this happened before. So that's something perhaps for Klopp to look at. But overall, it's 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 one to forget for Liverpool, but one that they probably won't dwell on too long because I think everybody knew Manchester City were a good team and Liverpool's regret tonight is that they uh, made it easy for them. Ian Doyle delivering his take on the Reds' 4-0 away defeat to Man City in the Premier League. As Doyle says, now five away games in a row without scoring and four of those matches ending in defeat. Not the way Jurgen Klopp would have wanted to have seen out the season. Well, fan reaction to come here on post-game, but not before we hear from Klopp speaking in his post-match press conference. Obviously, you had a huge high last week of winning the Premier League title. How much does tonight's result hurt, though, off the back of that? It has nothing to do with last week, to be honest. Um, it hurts, like the defeats hurt. Um, what I wanted to see tonight was a team who is ready to fight um, against Man City, who had obviously, uh, uh, kind of, I'm not sure if it's the right saying, but the point to prove, whatever, that uh, was um, easy motivation for Pat. <laughs> Let me say it like this. And, um, and then the decisive moments um, uh, City used, we didn't. So, and that doesn't help. So we had probably more chances than we had in games which we won, but uh, we didn't use them, or none of them. And so City... Was there usually we don't give them that many counter attacks. I think before two goals they had to throw in, which is it's the strength of us. Usually tonight it wasn't, um, and that's how how it um, how it was then. And um, yeah, and we have this result. What is the mood among the players in the dressing room after that game? And should we expect a big reaction against Aston Villa at the weekend? I'm sure, it makes absolute sense that you. 
listen to my answers. Sorry. So I said uh, that the, the, the attitude was good. I said the night already 500 times and the game was not bad. We lost 4 nil. but what, what kind of reaction do we show? Should we show that we use from now on the chances or whatever? That's what we want to do, of course, but it has nothing to do with the game tonight. In the game against City, there are decisive moments. These decisive moments you have to, you have to use and we didn't. We didn't. And they did. And if you see the game, the goal, I think at least two or three of them were counterattacks. That's not, they are good in counterattacks, obviously, but it's not uh, something which usually happens against us. It means we have, we lost the ball in the wrong moment where protection was not as it should have been, and they have exceptional quality. That's not new to me as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you have to show a reaction. We have to, we have to show. Um, what we need against Aston Villa. And again, this game will be different to the game tonight. Is this a reminder, or, or not that you probably needed it, but just how tough next season will be in terms of teams targeting you to try and win the title? No, it's a reminder how good Man City is. That's, and I, I didn't need that. That's true, because I knew it before. Um, still, the surprise is that, we, that, that it's possible. It's nice on top of that, that in a league where City is playing, um, it's still possible that somebody else can be champion because that's not that's not um, really likely with the quality they have. And um, so it's not a reminder. We, we will, as I said, we will see. But um, next season, it's, it's, it's a while until then. We still have to play six games now until the end of the season. So um, I saw tonight a game, a team which is ready for it. My team, that's absolutely okay. Um, but of course, if we lose 4 0, obviously we don't have a lot of uh, points on your side or arguments. And um, so that's what we take now. But um, we have now two and a half days or whatever to prepare Aston Villa. And uh, that's what we try. And um, the next season, we think about the next season. So Pep was very complimentary of the way Liverpool played and said, you know, they're 20 points ahead. There's still a long way for us to get anywhere near them. But. <laughs> Does tonight maybe suggest that the gap isn't as big as that points gap ahead of next season and the battle between you two? If anybody thought before that game that, that, that the quality gap between Liverpool and Manchester City is 20 or 23 points, I cannot help these people. Though that's how it is. But football is not about that. Football is about winning games. And we did that in a pretty impressive manner, to be honest. And um, I saw, I think, pretty much all City games. And... Um, even the games they lost were good, unbelievable. But it's it's the truth. It was not that they didn't perform or whatever. And they had then decisive moments where the opponent scored, and that was tonight the case. Um, we had we had our situations, and you know, if you watched us before, you know that we score in situations like this more often than not. Tonight we didn't, not at all. And um, so then you get to consider penalty. I was really happy with the start of the game, to be honest. We were there. We were completely in the game. We pressed them. It was not comfortable for them. It was a good game. Both teams pressed high. Both teams tried to play football. When do you see that? And I don't see it a lot of time. So that was all good. But then in the very decisive moments, City was better tonight. You can see that in the result. We cannot change that. But um, how was that? I said, if anybody thought it's better than City, yeah, cannot help. Sorry. Do results matter or are you looking for something else from your team for the rest of the season? No, results matter a lot, but I look not only for results, that's true, but I look for how always we want to we win football games. That's the only reason why we meet on the training ground. The only reason why we go to away games and we have home games is to win football games. Yes, they matter, but I cannot change them after the game. And if somebody 
um, saw tonight my team and want to say, okay, they, they, for them, the result didn't matter. I cannot help that person as well because I saw that. We were in the game. We were fighting. We were running. We did everything what we could tonight. Was it perfect from us? And no. But that, that happens from time to time. The only problem is if you're not perfect and beat um, Man City, then you lose. And then the result can be really, um, yeah, not so nice. How, how, you, how, you, how it is tonight. But that, that's all. Um, it, was, it was a challenge to come here. It would have been a challenge in each situation which we would have been in. Not winning the league, winning the league, relegation battle, whatever. It's a tough place to come. But we showed that we can cause City problems just tonight. We didn't use these moments or these problems for City, but they used ours, and that's, that's their explanation for the result. You still got a chance to uh, overtake City's record of 100 Premier League points. How much of a motivating factor will that be for the rest of the season? Look, it is, but we cannot, we cannot force that. For, to come there, we have to, we have to win football games, and um, we didn't do that tonight. So, um, in the first place, we should now make sure that we are ready for Aston Villa, um, and the the points tally in the end of the season is the, is the result of the results we collect until then. And how, again, if I would have been really if we didn't have shown the attitude, but we did. So I'm fine with that. Then we talk about football and football you cannot force. Sometimes you just have to accept it afterwards. You, you, you see a few things and you say, okay, if you use this chance, if you use this chance, I, I said it to your colleague, um, you know that, that these kind of moments we very often used and tonight not. So then, it's, uh, then they have a penalty for the first one. We lose the ball for the second one. How is that? Our problems were set pieces a little bit tonight. That um, the, the penalty, the set piece at least, and how it came to that. And two throw-ins. I think it was two throw-ins. So, um, and that's how, how City scored. With all the quality they have, they're, they're, they're scored in these situations. And kind of counter-attack. That's, that's how football can be. Um, and if you, how is that? If you are not really, if you are not perfect, this is not a good place to be. Then you will be punished and that's what we what happened tonight uh, Jürgen obviously you made a change at half time even though you've been happy with how your team played Joe Gomez coming off was that an injury or was it no yellow card I thought just uh, because uh, Joe got a yellow card in the moment we don't know exactly what um, when Dejan will be back I hope of course but we don't have a big number of centre half so I thought I don't want to see him now getting a second yellow um, and that's why we changed Jurgen Klopp speaking with the media after his side's 4-0 away defeat to Man City at the Etihad. Reacting in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group, Richie O'Farrell says, OK, that wasn't nice, but if Salah scores instead of hitting the post, I honestly think we win the game. Gomez fell into the trap for the penalty, Robbo's worst game in a Liverpool shirt. Mane strangely out of touch, put your mortgage on him to score. Sunday, Jurgen was furious on the Sky interview. Let's get back on the horse and batter Villa and go for City's points record. And Rob Mason writes, oh well, not the rub of the green, but we're champions and that's what counts. More opinions from the Facebook group to come, but now for the thoughts of one of our regular post-game contributors, Matt Whitty. Well, we got the guard of honour. But we were a long, long way from from getting the win tonight. Despite a really positive first 20 minutes, I thought. Pressing was really good. City were forced into passing it out from the back and it, they were not far away from giving it away in a couple of really dangerous areas. We had a chance through Salah hitting the post early on, uh, not long after Roberto Firmino had a tame effort that uh, was straight at... Edison, or rather, rather tamely hit at Edison when they probably should have done done better, and a couple of balls over the top to Mane were overhit or hit just behind him, 
when he would have really been uh, through on goal. But after the penalty, and I don't really think there was too much doubt really about the penalty, he, he went down. But he was certainly Sterling was certainly being grabbed by by Gomez, who who had a poor game really. And City uh, never never really looked back. They'd had one or two chances be- before that, but I thought we were probably I thought we edged the first twenty minutes, and then after that, um, City looked like they were going to score every time they attacked us, and they and they kind of did really. Um, there wasn't really much to take heart from. Um, I thought Henderson um, had a brilliant game. Uh, I thought Fabinho was good as well, but yeah, Henderson was uh, was the standout player for me. Um, certainly not a game that. Joe Gomez, Andy Robertson, um, either of them will will remember fondly, uh, and Firmino was was really quiet um, after his first uh, after his first effort was was held by Edison. Um, De Bruyne was obviously fantastic for for City. He really is. He really is a good player, isn't he? And Foden, their uh, the uh, young uh, attacker they've got the young uh, midfielder or, or wide forward sometimes as he plays um he, he played well today and gave uh robo loads of loads of loads of problems and um, probably the biggest surprise in the city performance for me was mendy playing so well i, I was really looking forward to seeing salah go up against him uh, particularly after mendy's poor performance against chelsea the other night but i thought he was really solid and uh salah didn't really get much much change out of him after the initial um after the apart from, aside from when he cut in and hit the post, so yeah, not a game that we're going to remember remember fondly. And let's move on. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's loss against Manchester City. Um, could be worse. Could be worse. Not great, but could have been a lot worse. We are still the champions. Um, well done, Manchester City. That that showed some courage and some determination. And I think Jurgen Klopp showed some. Uh, well, I wouldn't say courage, but I think he made the right decision in terms of the team selection. Had we played anything other than the team that I think we all believe is Jurgen Klopp's favourite eleven, then you'd have been giving yourself a bit of an excuse. Um, were we to go on and lose the game, particularly if we. You know, had lost it in the fashion that we did tonight. So I think it was the correct thing to do, even though we had the league wrapped up. It was correct to have Jürgen's best 11 out there um, to take on Manchester City. And uh, we're nicely set up again for another season, aren't we? Which uh, keeps us, um, you know, at the, at the peak of excitement, I'm sure, for the next 12 months. We'll be looking forward to, to that coming on. But Having having selected that side and then been three nil down at half time, I was very intrigued by the substitutions that were made. And effectively what happened was Joe Gomez was taken off, Fabinho dropped into central defence to take his place. Henderson then anchored the midfield with Alex Oxlade Chamberlain coming on where Henderson was playing previously on the right side of midfield. And I'm asking myself what what he was trying to achieve there. And it it could have been, I'm not saying it wasn't a good move. It was tactically probably an excellent move because strangely it does, it does two things that you think are are diametrically opposed. It, it does probably strengthen us defensively because it gives us a really solid spine. We know that 
Jordan Henderson, when Fabinho was injured earlier in the season, once again played that role very, very well at the heart of the midfield. And I was very impressed with uh, the way Fabinho slotted in to central defence. So not only does it sort of shore us up there centrally in that, in that defensive spine area, but uh, theoretically, it gives us more attacking options. Oxlade, Chamberlain or Cater, albeit on either side, on different sides of the field, provide you with slightly better attacking options than a henderson Wijnaldum combination. So it was a it was a smart move. Didn't, didn't pay off for us, but I think it was a smart move. But mentally, what that does to Joe Gomez at halftime, I'm I'm intrigued to see. He he didn't have a good first half, and the the battle, the player to player battle that you looked ahead to in the build up to this game was Gomez against Sterling, because of the history that they had earlier in the season. And clearly Sterling won it. So Gomez would have been despondent at half-time. And I'd be very, very interested to know exactly what happened in the dressing room. Because taking him off may have done him the world of good. Or it may have made him even more despondent. And I, you know, if there's one manager that I trust to manage that situation well, it's Jurgen Klopp. But it won't be easy. And and Joe Gomez will find it a little bit of a trial to come back from that. And unless he's injured, I expect him to be back in the lineup next time. From here on in, I think we can certainly think about uh, playing youngsters, giving the likes of Minamino and Oxley Chamberlain and Navi Keita good, solid runs in the side so they can build their confidence and show what they can contribute. But it was important that we put that strong side out against City uh, for this for this one game. Coming back to that change from an offensive point of view, I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed with Oxlade-Chamberlain when he came on and let's overlook the own goal. He was just trying to do a defensive job. But it wasn't uh, the attacking outlet that I think we want him to be. In slight contrast, I think when Naby Keita came on, he showed, well, you know, he made a better fist of it. Um, he's got he's got quick feet, and he's trouble for defenders. And I would rather see Naby Keita if we're going to play one attacking midfielder on one of the wings. I'd rather it be Naby Keita than Oxley Chamberlain. And hopefully, we'll see that theory put into practice a fair bit more in the games that remain, because I don't see Jürgen picking Oxlade-Chamberlain and Naby Keita in the same starting eleven for for many games at all. Um, certainly not when we desperately need a result, because that's just not, it's just not his MO. I don't think he'd go all, all guns out like that. Um, yeah, not not a great day. Uh, I've heard the word embarrassing put about, and um, it's hard to argue with that, although I don't think there's much cause to have our heads down for too long. We've won the league. Manchester City are one of the best teams in the world, and uh, there's no great shame 
given the context of what's happened in the past week or so, to go to the Etihad and uh, see that result. Looking forward to the next game. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Mark Baker reflecting on Manchester City versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, a game in which, obviously, Liverpool coming off the back of being the, the Premier League champions and obviously celebrating the, the week before an astonishing achievements from the group of players, the management staff and all involved. Um, felt they started the game well, thought the the actual distances and organisation of the team looked really strong in terms of the highest end of the pitch and some of the collective ple- pressing from the highest players and forced City into some mistakes and Liverpool had well, two or three opportunities, really good opportunities to score and, and should have taken them opportunities. However, I think there was the connection of the organisation in the midfield and allowing City to pick up pockets of space, in particular De Bruyne and Phil Foden coming off the right-hand side of the pitch, always looked a problem, even early on in the game, for as much as Liverpool were creating chances. You'd also felt that when City got the ball, that they could create, and it was only because Gabriel uh, didn't time his run particularly well on two occasions when there was no pressure on the ball and eventually ran offside that Liverpool weren't punished. So there was definitely at both ends there seemed to be a slackness to to both teams' uh, defensive work. And I felt it encompassed a lot of, of some of the, the issues that City have had as well in the, in the Premier League this season in the very often that space in between centre-half and, and full-back was nearly exploited a few times by Liverpool. And also, when City were at the best and when all of Guardiola's teams are at the best, they always worked in a system that when they lost the ball, it was so difficult to play through them because of the the angles and distances that the players engaged um, with the ball when it was turned over meant that very often, even though teams could could win the ball, they couldn't get out and, and couldn't play out and City were able to win the ball back high and, and get such territorial advantage in the opposition's half. But that's gone out of City's game as well. I think that, you know, they've been... And it only takes a little bit of fine-tuning in terms of being a couple of seconds off in terms of if one player is as opposed to his teammates and easier to play through. And again, I felt that Liverpool were picking up good positions in that sense um, within the game. So it encompassed sort of what City have struggled with, but on the other hand, it also encompassed just how dangerous City can be and how many elite players they have because they look like they could side through Liverpool at source, really, through that midfield section of the pitch. And so Liverpool went in into the half-time break, 3-0 down. Now, it wasn't a 3-0 game for me. City were clinical, and that's what City can do to you. They have absolutely outstanding players, and that's why I've said on on unseen occasions for Liverpool to to do what they've done and finish ahead of City with all the quality and special players that City have in that midfield is, is just makes it even more of a brilliant achievement for me. And Liverpool's success has been based on a collective, a brilliant managerial job of players in and out of possession being absolutely efficiently organised and extracting the most out of the, the every unit of the team. And I felt that obviously Liverpool conceded the penalty were undone by poor defensive errors from the, the left-back Andrew Robertson after that and obviously went in with, with a huge deficit. After the break, however... I felt Liverpool were really, really poor. The distances of the players, so uncharacteristic, so much space for City to play in. 
And to be fair, they could have got a real hard in Liverpool in the second half. Although they, they remained a threat in terms of their players because of the issues we talk about City having. But no. Um, and it just shows that when Liverpool aren't absolutely on it as a collective in and out of possession against absolute elite and City are absolute elite, it shows what a, a magnificent achievement it has been this season to, from game to game, have that level. As much as I'm criticising Liverpool for the distances of their players and how easy City were able to get in, they were also easy to get in because of the quality of the play and some of the the ability to play around corners, break lines with passes. I thought De Bruyne was absolutely fantastic, but some of his teammates as well. I mean, Sterling's touch for the second goal to on his, his weak left side to absolutely change the direction of the ball and destabilise Joe Gomez in terms of not being able to, to rearrange his foot, footwork was magnificent. So that is what City can do to you. And there's no question that City aren't going anywhere under an absolutely fantastic manager of elite players, a brilliant coach and some brilliant players as well. And I think that highlighted it today. So I think it was a mix of the two. I felt that it was only natural that Liverpool, the level of, I wouldn't even say concentration, I'd just say that them them details within the game, um, there was a natural drop-off in them having achieved such such a feat and, and obviously having not having to play for points within the game. But I think that'd be doing City a disservice to say that that's why they got beat. They were they were beaten by a far better football inside on the ball, um, which Liverpool can match if they have all the things that I talked about. But unfortunately, Liverpool were were a yard or two off it and paid paid the ultimate price in at times looking a little bit silly. But listen, City can do that to the best of teams. So massive context, fantastic um, season for Liverpool on this particular occasion. I think it was not a lesson if they needed it because I think they already know that they'll have to be absolutely outstanding once more to finish above this Manchester City team who displayed just what quality they have throughout the side. Mark Baker and Steve Dawson giving their views on the result at the Etihad. Well, aside from the performance, Michael Campbell in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group has something else he wants to add, writing... Jesus, Martin Tyler is hard to listen to. Every stat he has is a negative dig at Liverpool. This season must be killing him. Meanwhile, Robert Hall posts, What are people moaning about? It's the club that became champions a week ago and have nothing left to really play for. Against the club that's using this as a way of building for the FA Cup and Champions League. How many points will City have come the first day of next season? Zero. We're talking of points, Liverpool still, of course, capable of eclipsing Man City's 100-point total posted two seasons ago. The Reds now mathematically capable of reaching 104 points should they win their remaining six matches. We're next up for the Reds at Aston Villa at Anfield on Sunday. Don't forget you can keep across the Liverpool Echoes website for that one. Whilst we'll also bring you the Blood Red podcast here on the Blood Red channel on Friday. Plus, of course, Jurgen Klopp's pre-match press conference, which you can catch wherever you get your audio on demand or across on the Blood Red YouTube channel. From myself, Guy Clark, thanks for your time and your company. But before we go, our last word on post-game goes to Ross Strachan. 4-0 defeat. A little bit disappointing, a little bit of a humiliation. But we're Premier League champions. 4-0, yeah, I'm gutted. Could have been 5-0 at the end and... Yes, first half, Liverpool had the chances. 
could have been a different story, but we looked really ragged at the back. The worst I've seen Liverpool defend for many a year, you know, Andy Robbo was well off the pace. Must have had far too many bevies. Um, now Joe Gomez was poor, and defensively we were poor. Yeah, and we got found out there tonight, and a bit of a reality check, you know. Man City are a good, good side, and they're going to be there next year. They're going to be in the mix. But, you know what? I don't give a monkeys. With Liverpool are Premier League champions, and we've gone again. I don't care if they beat us 4 0, 5 0, 6 0, 7 0. I don't give a monkeys. We're Premier League champions. I don't care how many points we get this season. We are going to lift the Premier League trophy. Jordan Henderson is going to do the shuffle. End of Liverpool Premier League champions. Come on, Liverpool. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.